Facebook.com. Hi, everybody. This is Michelle speaking. Um, not for me today. The lady is sitting in Russia. Saw some pictures of her. It looks really, really cold. So welcome to Money Matters. I hope you've all survived the January and actually have had been or have been paid. Please remember that you can get hold of us on various forums. The one is you can call in on 0861 double five five one eight nine or we can get con- you can contact us on twitter at cliffcentral.com or instagram cliffcentral facebook cliffcentral or wechat id cliffcentral so many ways of getting hold of us and today we thought we'll have some fun what's happening is two weeks time we've got valentine's day valentine's day and everybody i can already see duncan's putting his head back going oh good grief valentine's day is a day where we have Huge amount of proposals. I think in 2013 in America alone, there were 6 million proposals done on Valentine's Day. And you know, poor old Valentine, the guy who started all of this for us, was St. Valentine. And he was around about, what about 206 AD? He was around, but he was a bishop. And what he did was he was actually marrying people who weren't supposed to be getting married because there was a war coming. And Claudius II said, no ways, guys are not going to get married because when they get married, they get soft and they can't be soldiers. So he was doing it in secret. So dear old Valentine, he was then thrown into jail, whether they're going to execute him. And from that, he actually met the daughter of one of his prisoners who was a blind lady. And they kind of fell in love which is really sweet. And he started writing her little letters. And in the letters, he used to write my Valentine or your Valentine. And that's really where the history of Valentine's Day comes from. And it has become an incredibly commercial and one of the highest commercial paid um, holidays. It's not actually a holiday, but it's just something that we all recognize in Valentine's Day. 25% of all cards sold are Valentine's Day cards. So I've got a lady with me today called Jalisa. Jalisa has just gotten married. And Jalisa got married on the 13th of December. And she's been kind enough to come in and actually share her experience on her wedding, the cost of her wedding, and some of her thoughts behind the cost of that wedding. Welcome, Jalisa. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit more about just the initial, I'm not quite sure when your husband did propose, mm. but how it happened and also how this all started for you with this planning. And then we're going to get to the costs and then we're going to get to, could you have done something differently? Okay. Well, my husband now proposed about a year ago. This was 2014 May. We're about to head to Ghana to visit his parents. Now, he had a whole thing planned. So his proposal was going to be expensive in itself because he had planned to do it at the airport. In fact, to use the pilots in the plane. But he was like, (laughs) he doesn't, he's actually a bit uh, very reserved. So he was like, you know what? I'd, I'd rather have something very personal, private and intimate. So he changed that plan. And he actually proposed um, at his house, um, candlelight dinner. He invited me over. And as I walked in, he had notes and everything. Please come this way. Please, please sit here. And then he ma- made me watch a proposal video. Oh, sweet. So um, <laughs> it was <laughs> very really sweet. sweet. You can't say no to that. <laughs> it was very amazing. So um, that's when I said yes. And that's when the journey actually began. 
Now, you have to know that in the African culture, you don't just propose with the ring. You need to be a man who's already um, planned and knows how to pay for the cows that they're going to be asking for. <laughs> so in the back of my mind, I'm like, gosh, I, I, I hope this guy has, has um, cows in mind and, and that we're going to be going through a lobola process. Okay. So I said yes. And, and obviously um, the next step was to go tell my parents. About, about what had happened. We went to Ghana first because we were traveling the next day. He told his parents that, um, I've proposed, I'm getting, I'm getting married and they were happy. And naturally the, the first thing the father would ask is to have money to get married. <laughs> and he was like, of course, I've been planning for this all my life. Oh, and he, he actually told me that he always had, um, kind of like an investment that He'd save money for his um, fiance's wedding ring. Wow. Engagement ring. I That's an astute very, man. I was very astute. Very impressed. Wow. So with that being said, um, we came back from Ghana and um, we went to my father's house. In fact, he's not allowed to go. He sends, he sends his uncles to go. And the, the initial process is that they would go, they'll tell them, they'll tell my parents that we've seen, they call it an apple in, in this house that <laughs> you would like to take. And, um, that's, that's when the process starts. And that's, that, that's when, um, my uncle would actually tell them that, um, you know what, this is how much a cow in, in our family would cost. And this is, um, we want maybe five, six cows and so forth. So depending on what they agree on at that stage, um, that's that's what needs to be done before we even have a white wedding. Okay. And how did you feel about having somebody pay a baller for you? Initially, I didn't like it, to be honest. Um, I think with with what's been happening today in this age, I feel like it's been devalued. And it's all because I've heard stories like um, uncles coming and in one day people are like, our daughter is worth 100K. This is what we want. EFT and it's still done. So I was like, that can't be it. Um, I'm not some sort of transaction. And um, um, I have a nice relation or a good relationship with my parents and I set them down that I need to understand um, the meaning behind this. And my father actually said that, you know what, we're not selling you. We, we have no intentions of selling you. And, and that's why they, they, they actually give the groom side a bit of trouble and they, they say, come back this day and come back that day. Just, just to make them work a bit. Yes. And he also explained that the reason behind Lobola is, is to start a, a, a relationship or a friendship between the two families and get, uh, an understanding. Where the cows come in is actually a token of, of appreciation in our culture. So, um, it, 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 it actually gives your parents that comfort that, you know what, my child will be taken care of. You can't be a man and say you want to get married and not even have a job. We have to, we have to be realistic about that. And for them, it was like, if they're able to, to, to show that they can provide for you, it leaves us at peace. So that's, that's the meaning behind Lobola. And that's how you should, you should view it. I think that is brilliant. Mm. I really do because I think people get married. In such a way these days that there is real, no real meaning anymore. Mm. And it, it has, as you said, it's devalued. Yes. That whole relationship between people. That's true. And if you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody, mm. isn't it nice to know that this person was able to say, I want to take care of this person yes. and I can take care of this yes. person. And you know what, Michelle, to be honest, all of that money was used towards the wedding. Every single cent of it. And in fact, 
our parents had to go over and above the Lobola money to make sure that we get the type of wedding that we want. So in the end, you like, you, you're just so much happy because then you see that, you know what, these are people that are actually working together and are interested in starting another family. And you know what, we're two nations. My husband is from Ghana. So it wasn't all that easy because it, it it's just completely different cultures and they want to do this and they want to do that. But in the end, everybody just came together. Brilliant. Mm. Brilliant. That's really nice to know. What were some of the tribulations or trials that you had when you looked at all of this? Because I know that there were certain things that happened in your, or in the time up to the wedding mm. that did kind of give you a little bit of food for thought. Yes. And also the cost of a wedding and the mm. venue. I mean, look, your photos are beautiful. You people were incredibly beautiful <laughs> in you. that wedding. Mm. I mean, everybody from the little people to the bridesmaids, everybody just looked so stunning. Yes. If you look at all of that and you say to yourself, all right, and, and thank you, Lisa. She's actually offered that we could actually use some of the amounts that they've paid for this wedding. And in total, I think we worked it out to be what it's 166,000 mm, yes. that you paid for the wedding. Yes. Which is to me quite a lot of money, mm. but I think it was worth it for your day. However, if there is anything that you could have done differently, what would that have been? Okay, I'm going to start here. After the wedding, my husband and I looked at each other and we said, would we do this again? (laughs) And he said, and we actually both said no. We would get married to each other again any day, but we wouldn't spend so much money on the wedding. I've I've always told myself that I want a small, intimate wedding. And um, it was not going to happen with my type of family. For one, it was their first white wedding. And my parents told me that um, it's not going to happen. I wanted minimum 80 to 100 guests. And they were like, that there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah. And it was difficult for me to have a backbone because um, you kind of like, okay, it's their first wedding. These people have raised me. And they're also really willing to contribute so much to the, we- to yes. the wedding financially. So that's the first thing I would have done differently. Just cut numbers and, and have a smaller wedding and it would have saved on our cost tremendously. The other thing is just going back to the process of getting married, getting married and buying stuff. We had an unforeseen and unfortunate, um, uh, event where my father-in-law actually passed away three weeks before the wedding. Shame. So my, my, my in-laws live in Ghana and in Ghana, Funeral cover is not very popular He didn't have any funeral cover Meaning that um, Everything that needed to happen at the funeral Needed to be paid in cash So my fiance now has wedding and funeral He has to travel to Ghana And it was just too much And, and, And during that time I was starting a new job We had just bought our home It It was just overwhelming And I actually told him that I can't have this wedding it's too much. It, it was overwhelming. The financial strain, the emotional, we're just both emotionally drained because it's, it's not only that you now lost somebody you loved. Yes. And, um, he actually wanted to make sure that his father also has a very befitting funeral. So, um, those were costs that, that had to be dealt with as well. And they weren't expected costs. Not expected yeah. at all. People really tried to support us. I must say we're very grateful for that because I think everybody understood that we have a wedding or a wedding coming up in two weeks. So we, we got a lot of financial support, but, <laughs> but look, it wasn't very easy. It, it was really not easy. And, um, 
we we have my sister's wedding coming up this year. And I told her that have a backbone. If you want a smaller wedding, do it. Because you guys are starting a new life. You're both very young. You guys need a home yes. that, that you'd want to live in. And um, paying rent is, is just not on if you're going to be paying 200000 for a wedding. You can, use, you can use that for something totally different. Correct. So um, I think in as much as um, I wasn't bold enough to, to do things my way, I can still advise somebody else differently. Correct. Mm. And I think that's very important for us to actually look at. And I think we'll speak about that a little bit later on today is actually looking at after the wedding. Mm. What happens after the wedding? You are now not a single person anymore. You're mm. now a couple. Yes. You're one of two. Mm. So there are certain factors that need to be considered for the rest of your lives. Mm. And especially as we were speaking earlier on, maybe the starting of a family. Yes. What happens then? And all of those kinds of things. But I think we're going to take a quick break. And listen to a good song, and afterwards we can get carry on with you, Lisa. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody. Guys, please get hold of us if you've had any experiences personally that you'd like to share with us, things that you would also do differently. You can get hold of us on 0861-555189 or on Twitter at cliffcentral.com or Instagram, Cliff Central, Facebook, Cliff Central, WeChat ID, Cliff Central. Phone us, get hold of us. Chat to us. Let us know a little bit more about maybe what's happened in your life. During the break, we just had a very brief discussion, Elisa and myself, about what happens now. The wedding's over and reality sets in. You've moved into your home. What now? What are the things that you need to sit down and discuss with your partner? Mm. Because this is it. This is the rest of your lives. You're a a partnership. Mm. Elisa, what are some of the things that you guys may have discussed thus far? What are the most important things for you to do on a financial front? You know, the first and uh, most important thing was to both sit down and see where we are financially. Where are we? We needed to be brutally honest. Where are we financially and what is the way forward? Um, like like you just said, we just bought a new home and... Um, that new home needed to be furnished. So you have to buy a couch and, and this bed is not nice anymore. And then you have to buy this. So, and, and this is happening in January. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's all happening After in January. After the huge silly season. And then you sit and, and my husband was actually like, wow, we're not talking wedding costs anymore. We're talking finances. We, we're talking bigger stuff now, you know, and, one of the things that naturally for me had to come up was um, our financial plan, our um, our life cover, our investments. You know, um, we we had to adjust it accordingly as well. And um, one of the big and major things that we we still need to sit down and do is um, joint li- life cover as well as look at our our will. Absolutely. Mm. I think the wool is very, very important, specifically now that you guys have got a joint home. Yes. Um, the wool is going to enable both of you to have that peace of mind mm. that should something happen to either or, yes. that that other person is taken care of. Joint life cover, guys, just from a financial point of view, brilliant product to have. Because what happens is that you will take life cover that will be, say, let's say, for instance, four million mm. on both of you. Because it's a joint life, you're only paying really for one person in essence because the policy is paid out on first death. Mm. So the first person that dies 
the other person gets that money paid out. So it is a very, very um, inexpensive way of looking at life cover as far as joint life is concerned if you're married. Okay. Um, that's a great thing to have. Bond cover. Mm. I try and tell people to take bond cover as a separate entity because you can reduce that cover as your bond reduces. Yes. People sometimes have it as part of their life cover, which could cause the factor of, yes, I might be able to pay off the house, but do I actually have enough to live off? Mm. Because you were saying now you guys have worked on a budget. Mm. You've obviously done the budget. By the way, can I ask, do you have one bank account or two? We have two separate. Okay, two separate. Yes. So would you then split certain costings? So one person would be responsible, say, for all the groceries. The other person is responsible for the bond. And then obviously you're responsible for your own cell phones and those kinds of That's things. That's exactly what we've, we've tried to do. So we, we're both aware that we have two incomes and we've put that together into one joint income. So I've had to jot down all my expenses and he's done so with his. And then we come to the point where we're like, okay, so who's paying for what? Okay. So we, we came to a point of agreement that you're paying for this and you, and, and, and I'm paying for that. So every month, Every month I need this much from you We've decided that everything will just go off From his account Okay. Except for those things that I've already had sure. For example my own life cover That was or has been going off That will still still go off But right. anything that has to do with the both of us now um, We had to come to an agreement And say this is how we're going to work around it Okay so in other words Have you also thought And maybe that's something that you might not have thought of so far is even with your own life covers, mm. have you changed beneficiaries? We haven't changed beneficiaries yet, but we're in the process. Okay. We're actually in the process of doing all okay. of that now. Very important. Mm. Short-term insurance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have either of you got short-term insurance? We do. We do. Okay. Um, but with a new home now? We do. We have household. We, we actually have all of that covered right now. Brilliant. From, from our vehicles to household. And, um, yeah. Okay, and what about your medical aid? So I have medical aid yes. and my husband currently doesn't. Okay. He was on and he decided to go off. He's one of those people that would say, I don't get sick, I'm just paying oh. for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been saying that, you know what, anything can happen and medical costs, medical costs can be a nightmare. Sure. I'm, I'm one person that's very, very pedantic and very afraid to be, to be without medical aid because I've seen, I've, I've seen what it, it, it can do. My mother once, she went through a phase when she was very sick and she was in hospital for a long time. Mm. But because my dad had, had medical aid, it, it really helped. It backed him up yeah. because it was, it was just too expensive. So I think with that happening, it instilled that thing that I need to be on it no matter what happens. So we just need to get the chap in. <laughs> I think that's a very valid point because today we've noticed, I mean, we had a show a couple of months ago, um, funny enough, on Money Talk about a lady that had gotten cancer. Mm. And because she was not on a medical aid, they had to go into their bond money. Mm. And it has cost them a small fortune, literally. I think they're sitting on about 300000 currently. <laughs> and I don't think it's over yet. Luckily, she's gone into remission, so... Thank mm. heavens for that. However, medical aid to me is vital for both of you because if something happens to either or of you, the chances are the other person's going to have to pay in. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And you, and you cannot afford to do that, mm. especially as newlyweds. So yes, listeners, very important things to think of when you've actually 
just starting a life with somebody. It's not just all that fun that happens behind closed doors, but it is also things that you need to think about like your medical aids. Is everything covered in your new home? Every time you get a new piece of furniture or you change your phone or buy a new laptop or there's a home laptop, Mm. those things need to go into all risks because if they're not, you're going to be in trouble. Mm. So those are the kinds of things. Joint life cover, bond cover. What about savings? So one of the very big things for the both of us is um, our retirement savings. Um, I think my father retired in December and he's like 56 and I'm like, Oh, I want to oh do that. Awesome. <laughs> so I think it is just very important for the both of us. We both are um, currently contributing to, to um, our retirement annuities. And um, one of the things that we do want to look at um, as we're doing our joint life covers and reviewing that is, is actually re- re- reviewing our retirement vehicles and, and how we can actually add Add to that. Um, we don't have any short term, any short term investments, I must say. Uh, but, um, like I said, I think that's, that's the very important or priority thing for us. For right you. Now. Yeah. Okay. At the moment. Mm. And with your retirement annuities, I mean, you guys have still got many, many years that you <laughs> can do that. Are you guys looking at taking your, um, combined incomes? And taking a percentage of that for your RAs or are you just looking at what is affordable right now? We actually looking at what is affordable. Like I okay. said, um, having bought a new home and everything, we just want to get on our feet after that wedding <laughs> also. So I think the, the most important thing right now is, is to get to that place of stability where we both just comfortable and, um, anything that might come after that, um, would want to, we'd want to, um, Pump in as much as we can to our retirement annuities. That's a brilliant idea. Mm. Because I think the thing that, I mean, Lisa can chat with me on this one, is that with companies having pension funds or provident funds, people assume that if I retire when I am 60 with 2 million in the bank, 2 million is not going to get you very far. Not at all, Michelle. Not at all. And um, one of, I think, it's, it's, it's all about financial education and most people don't have it. People are comfortable with knowing that, you know what, I work for this company and I'm, I'm contributing to a pension fund and they have not even sat down with anybody to do a proper financial analysis. Correct. And everybody wants to retire. Some people want to retire younger, to be honest, but, um, the financial or the retirement vehicles are not sufficient for them to, to actually retire. When they want to, or to even retire comfortably, mm. so um, it's 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 a very critical issue, and we we um, we have friends that um, not even friends, friends of our parents that have had to go back to work because they can't retire with Correct. what with what they thought Correct. they could. And I think, listeners, if you just think about that, the importance of actually. Getting just to understand where you're at and the future value of money. Mm. How much do you need to retire on? Is it a million? Is it two million? Is it 10 million? Or is it 50 million? Mm. Depending on your current situation and how much you're earning and how much you're spending, a lot of that time you're looking at a plus minus, most probably minimum five million Mm. to retire comfortably if you today say 35. Yes. Into the future. So if you want us to assist you with something like that, please remember I'm going to actually put up a calculator for you 
on the web page or on my Facebook page, which is True Guide. So go and have a look at it. Work on it yourself if you want to and just see for yourself where you're at because that is one way of actually moving forward. But again, like with you, Lisa, newlyweds, it is vital to use your budgets and actually to see where you want to go into the future. Okay, next question. What about little people coming along? Oh, little people. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Um, I think naturally, just the thought of it gets the both of you excited. If you're two newlyweds and you're in love with each other, it, it, it's very exciting, but you also need to think about it. It's not just like buying a toy or buying something from the grocery shop. It's, it's a major responsibilities. The things that are, are going to have to change from both sides and within our home. The initial plan was for me to, or for us rather, to wait a good two years. Um, I have a few things that I needed to take care of my, from my side, but I think my husband has just been ready. And I think that's, that's, that's the thing with men, especially if some, you're marrying someone who's slightly older than you. They, they're okay in their careers. They, they're doing well for themselves. So, um, they can have a baby today. <laughs> the stress was on me. I was like, Oh gosh, I want to go to school and I want to do this. <laughs> so I'm like, um, let's try wait a bit and, and, to be honest, I felt like um, the best I could get away with was maybe a year, wait a year, um, and study what I'd, I, I'd planned to study this year and just finish that and so so that the new the new human beings can come along. I think we'd both be very happy, but um, we just I think the major thing also was to just settle our finances for the next two years and try to get rid of any debt that we might have and 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 just be comfortable. Very yeah. good idea. Very mm. good idea. I think, again, you've come up with a really good plan of action as far as I can see it. Mm. Trying to build yourselves a home, mm. but also not having that extra debt that most people are sitting with today. Yes. And getting that over and done with, making sure that financially should something happen to either or, or of you, mm. which is a horrible thing to think about, but it's reality, yes. that the other person is taken care of 100%. Mm. Absolutely. I think after the break, what we'll do is we're going to have a little chat about a little bit more about what needs to be done, can be done, and maybe have a little bit more fun with wedding plans. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Hi all. Back again. Please contact us on 0861 Twitter at cliffcentral.com, Instagram, Cliff Central, Facebook, Cliff Central, WeChat, ID, Cliff Central. We spoke about now the actual couple, but when we go back to the wedding, we were just saying now, when you get married, you don't necessarily just marry your husband. Mm -hmm. There is extended family that's involved as well. How do those people affect you? And not in a negative way, but maybe you may be assisting a parent or a sibling and has that happened to you at all, Elisa, with this? Look, um, um, with your dad, with your um, dad-in-law passing away. Um, you know what? Before my husband and I got married, he actually sat me down, and he was very—he was quite open and honest about it. And he said that um, my parents are retired, and um, they might need a, a, a helping hand now and then. So um, he actually showed me, even before we got married, what his bills are. And what he contributes or helps out with um, 
with regards to his family. So even before his father passed, he was helping out a lot. And uh, I don't expect anything to change now. Yes. In fact, maybe it might be that his family needs even a bit more help sure. right now um, with his father's passing. And the other thing is it, 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 it's very different when it's, it's not happening from your side. Like, I'm fortunate that I don't have to be supporting my parents at this stage. And in as much as they've retired, I've, I'm praying and hoping that they've made the right financial decisions, that the, it, it doesn't happen five years down the line. Now they rea- realize, oh gosh, what have we done? Mm-hmm. So... um it, it it happens. It happens that extended family needs help, and you help where you can. Sure, you you really help where you can. And it's important, I think, that we have that ability to assist, mm. because families need to stick together no matter what. Yes. And like you were saying now, at least your husband was honest enough with mm. you in the beginning by saying to you, Lisa, this is where we're at. Yes. I am assisting my family mm. because that's now part of your budget. Yes. I'm almost positive that you now see the benefit of funeral benefits. I do so much. And to be honest, I never did. I I honestly didn't until the past year, until December. I was Mm -hmm. like, I I didn't even know that in some countries it's not really popular or, 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 you know, people just pay cash for a funeral because you underestimate the cost, especially for, for our black people. A funeral is also a big deal. Yes. He was telling me, cause unfortunately I couldn't make it to the funeral, but there were over 500 people at his oh funeral. Oh my gosh. Imagine. So imagine Jeez. feeding those people, making sure they have something to drink. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of money. So sure. I do not underestimate the value of a funeral policy at all. Yes. Mm. And I think the nice thing about our funeral policies in South Africa now mm. is that you can actually put your extended family on. So yes. it can be your parents, it can be your in-laws, it can be your aunts, it can be your uncles, mm. it can be absolutely mm. anybody. As long as we can prove that those people are financially um, dependent, dependent on you, yes. that we can actually assist. So there's another thing that people need to think about. So at the end of the day, when we look at this whole marriage thing, which is the celebration of two people coming together and just loving each other and just <laughs> being together for the rest of their lives. The reality also sets in that there's so much more today for the more astute newlyweds yes. to sit down and go, okay, what are our plans? What is the next step? That's true. And I mean, luckily you are in that situation where I think you also married a very astute man. Yes. <laughs> so that you can do that and that you can feel comfortable with where you guys are going. Mm, mm. Is there anything else that you have thought of as newlyweds when you've kind of now been together and you go, Oi, I didn't think of this. Is there anything like that that has kind of hit you and, and, you, and you haven't thought of? Do you mean from a financial aspect or generally? Anything, generally. Um, Besides really shouting at him for putting the seat down (laughs) I think you really just You you really just have to respect that You you think differently You know Um, You're now really waking up to this person Every single day of your life And they think a different way And they do things a different way And I've I've had to really just grow and and respect that and the same for for him. Other than that, um, maybe it's too early. Maybe there's still <laughs> a lot of other things I'm I'm yet to experience. 
But I think that's, that's just been, been the major thing. And also just being, being so open about your finances. I'm, I'm, I'm naturally a very reserved person. I like doing things on my own. And, you know, I've, I've just gotten used to that. I do this this way. I want to do this now. Um, my friend was having a, a birthday party this past weekend and my, my friends are very, how do I express them? <laughs> they love life oh, and they love nice. the fine thing, the finer <laughs> things of life. And the first thing he asked me when I told him about, um, what's happening this weekend, he was like, how much is it going to cost? Me? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, gosh, you know, so those are the things that you actually need to get used to. And like you said, and, and I told you that I'm, I'm, I'm really married to a person who, who's very, um, he's very structured in his ways and he's, he's, He's very disciplined and naturally that's why his first question was, how much is it going to cost us? <laughs> Which is a very fair question. It is. it is because not, not only, um, he was not only asking because he's trying to be controlling, but he knows the type of friends I have. We, <laughs> we just want to have fun and we just want to go where we want to go. And in all fairness, it was January. So, yes. yeah. And a lot of those friends are going to want to go to those places yes. but can't afford to. Yes, you see, that's the other thing. But I think <laughs> it just brings in the, the discipline. And also the structure in the your structure life. The structure in my life. Yes. Yeah. So if we look at this whole thing from beginning till end, mm. wedding, exciting, everything perfectly done. And yes. as I said, your pictures were just absolutely <laughs> beautiful. You. Absolutely beautiful. So we're looking at... This new start of the new life. Mm. And as I said, I think a lot of people may even get to that now mm. on the 14th. I don't know how many ladies out there are now hoping, <laughs> or even male, men, women can propose, mm. that are wait, waiting for that proposal. And then that whole start, is, I think it's that excitement yes. that takes place. Yes. It's that euphoria almost mm. of being with this person for the rest of your life mm. and just understanding that this is it. Mm. Then you have this wedding and the lead up to the wedding all the things that go into it and all the hair pulling and all the <laughs> dress fittings and not and going on diet like you did, I know, <laughs> for a couple of weeks before the time because you were scheduling and not going to fit into your dress. Yeah. And then coming back to reality mm. and having the honeymoon, coming back and sitting down and saying, right, where are we? Mm, mm. And like I said to you, we, we literally came back from honeymoon and we sat and we like, you know, you you put in so much energy and excitement into planning a wedding. I think we planned our wedding for a good eight months or seven months. And after that it's happened and it it, it, it kinda everything calms down. But then you need to you need to try and put that same type of energy into the marriage that you're now Fantastic. Yes. Because you've planned the wedding so well, yes. there are other things that you need to put in the same type of energy and plan so well, just just as you did the wedding. That's a brilliant concept. I love that. Mm. Because if you're thinking about it now, what you're saying is now you're planning the rest of your yes. life. So now you're sitting down like you guys did and you said, what about a will? Yes. We need a will. Mm. How do we go about it? Then we need to budget. Mm. We need to put a budget in place which stipulates who does what, mm. who pays for mm. what, so that we know at the end of the month that we don't get into any problems. Mm. Thirdly, cover our bond. Yes. Make sure that's paid for. So if something happens to either or of us, the, the house is ours. Mm. Mm. We don't owe anybody this home mm. and we have a home to live mm. in. 
Then again, joint life policies. Because if you lose somebody's, one person's income, it's going to make a huge difference mm. on the other person. Mm. And then your very important thing, which I think is brilliant, is actually having a look at the retirement planning that you guys yes. have got. Definitely. What else would you suggest for people to ensure that they are 100% financially okay? See a financial planner. <laughs> <laughs> Very good idea. Yes. There are people that are, are trained to do this. There are people yes. that are trained to sit down with you. And that's, that's the first thing you need to do. You know, they will bring the light. They will show you what you need to do. Tell us a little bit more because, I mean, that is something that you do yourself is financial planning. Yes. So I'm now a person that's come to you for the first time and I say to you, Lisa, my biggest concern is, and let's let's take a real life situation. I've just turned 50 Mm. and I honestly don't think I've got enough for retirement. I'm sitting at about 3.2 million at the moment and I think I need five. What would you do with me? The first thing is to see exactly where are you. And the only way is, is for you, like you say, to be honest and say, this is how much I make right now. This is how much I'm able to afford. And we see how do we get Michelle to where Michelle wants to be in the next 10 years. If you're 50, you want to retire at 60, I assume. How do we, how do we work together and get you where you are? How do we sit down and have a budget and see how can we save from other aspects or money that you're spending where you shouldn't and, and put it into a proper retirement vehicle and at least try and get closest to your goal as possible. Excellent. And I think this is what we've been talking about all this time that we've done these little money shows with Pumi is that people assume that a financial planner is there really to make money off them. Mm. But a financial planner is there to do a lot more than that. They are there to structure your life Mm. for you and also to assist you in building that peace of mind, that common thread for you to be able to say, right, I can retire at 60. Mm. I don't have to keep on working. And if I do want to work, it's because I want to. Yes. Definitely. And there are so many tools that we use Mm. that have shown accuracy towards how you can plan Mm. for the future. And, And guys, also keep in mind that time value and value of money from today to 10 years is quite scary. Mm. So, and I'm going to mention the company, so God bless their cotton socks, <laughs> insurance, when they talk about their 15-year payout mm. and future money. Look at how much, if you had to put 300 rand away into the bank, how much you would get out. Mm. It's exactly the same amount. Because mm. that's all they're doing is that they're saving that money. Brilliant concept. I've got nothing against it. Art bonuses are wonderful and people like that. Mm. But it's exactly what they're doing is they're saving money for you. True. True. And anything from your side? Um, you know, when I first joined the industry, um, one of my colleagues was like, the first thing I tell my clients if they're saving money in a bank is that you might as well save it under your pillow. Because <laughs> if, it's, if it's not growing, if it's not going to work for you later then that's not that's not the point and once again that's where financial planner would come in they'd be able to put your monies in, into the right investment vehicles and see where it can grow and and later on actually work for you and it all just goes back to financial education and like i said that's why there are people that are trained 
to do this and to help you put those structures in place. Correct. Mm. And I think educate's a nice word because I don't think that I'm a financial planner. I believe I'm a financial educator. Mm. Mm. I try and assist people to understand where they're at and where they're going to. Mm. So taking you and hubby Mm. and saying to you guys, this is where you're at. These are the needs. You may not be able to do everything at once. Yes, yes. And that's also okay. Mm. But at least put a structure into place where at the end of the day, you know that you guys are taken care of. Mm. So, yes, absolutely. It's, it's, it's definitely something that we can look at. Mm. Should we have a last little musical interlude? And then we'll close off. Thank you. Unreal. Uncensored. And we're back And we're quickly going to do a wrap up Guys, once again Numbers 0861555189 Twitter at cliffcentral.com And Instagram cliffcentral Facebook cliffcentral WeChat ID cliffcentral You can also get hold of me on the Facebook page True Guide And today I think for us Was really looking at how Weddings affect people, I think, not just on an emotional level, mm. but also on a financial level. And I think Elisa has agreed that it's been the best day of her life. It was <laughs> wonderful, but that she would have done something or a few things a little differently, mm. maybe had a few less people mm. to save that money. And then the reality sets in after the honeymoon. Mm. But I think a wonderful thing Elisa said to us was that she said, just remember, put the same amount of, of planning that you had for your wedding into your future life. Yes. That's brilliant. I love that. So looking at things like, again, your will, joint life cover, bond cover, short-term mm. insurance, funeral benefits, mm. those are vital parts of the beginning of the rest of your life. True. A few words from you maybe. Um, guys, look, I think um, we've said it. Weddings are beautiful. Um, but I think... Marriage can be equally as beautiful if you have the right structures in place. And let us not be naive. Finances play a major role. Um, if, if you're stressed about money, if you're concerned about debt, you are generally unhappy. It keeps you up at night sure. and it, 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 it's just not healthy. Correct. It will start showing from your side as well as your partner's side and that will frustrate your marriage. Of course. So I think proper financial planning will really come a long way. And like I said, if 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 you get all those right things and see the right people, you'll be far happier. Wonderful. Elisa, thank you for being an absolutely amazing thank guest. Thank you for having me. And I really hope you are happy for the rest of your life. <laughs> thank you so much, Michelle. Everybody, thank you very much. Have an awesome week.